Hello there, faithful listener. You've tuned in to season seven of the Bible Explained podcast. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee because today we are going to be discussing the book of Acts. Howdy and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you for tuning into the Bible Explained podcast on this lovely Thursday morning. And I hope that you have your cup of coffee ready to share with me because we're going to be discussing Acts chapter 21 verses 1 through 16 today. And this is a heavy portion of scripture. It's very heavy because we're going to talk about whether or not Paul sinned by going to Jerusalem. So let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading as always out of the W.E.B. version. I'll also be reading a couple verses out of the AMP as well. But feel free, of course, to read out of the version that you prefer. And let's go ahead and enjoy scripture together. This is Acts 21, 1 through 16. When we had departed from them and set sail, we came with a straight course to Kos, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Having found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come inside of Cyprus, leaving it on the left hand, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, for the ship was there to unload her cargo. Having found disciples, we stayed there for seven days. These said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. When those days were over, we departed and went on our journey. They all, with wives and children, brought us on our way until we were out of the city. Kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship and they returned home again. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemus. We greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea. We entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. Now this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. As we stayed there for some days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, Coming to us and taking Paul's belt, he bound his own feet and hands and said, The Holy Spirit says, So the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and will deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard these things, both we and the people of that place begged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The Lord's will be done. After these days, we took up our baggage and went to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us, bringing one of Manasseh of Cyprus, an early disciple with whom we would stay. If you go back to Acts chapter 20 at the very end, verses 36 through 38, it mentions that Paul had just finished his sermon to the Ephesian elders. And so here's what it says. If you go to Acts chapter 20, when Paul had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And they began to weep openly and threw their arms around Paul's neck and repeatedly kissed him, grieving and distressed, especially over the word which he had spoken, that they would not see him again. And they accompanied him to the ship. So there was a very emotional thing that happened with Paul and these Ephesian elders because Paul was very close to the Ephesians. He stayed there for three years. He helped to build that church and the Ephesian Christians grew very close to Paul. So when they find out that they're never going to see him again, they are distraught, obviously. And so they're crying, they're weeping, they're hugging him, they're kissing him and just saying goodbye as he gets on the ship. 
to potentially go die in Jerusalem. And that is how determined Paul was to go to Jerusalem. Even though Paul knew without any shadow of a doubt that he would absolutely face persecution in in Jerusalem. And yet he was still determined to go. And so as Paul and his companions are making their way down to Jerusalem, basically verses one through six of what we read today, talk about the various cities that Paul briefly went to and some of the disciples that he met on the way. So it says that first they went to Kos, the next day they went to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. Then they got off that ship and went on a ship that was sailing to Phoenicia. And then after that, they eventually make their way up to Tyre and find some disciples there, even though, which is very interesting because Tyre, I don't believe Paul went to Tyre unless he had briefly gone in some of his various travels that Luke did not mention. But regardless, there was a church up in Tyre that had gotten started. So some disciples along the way had gone to Tyre and spread the gospel there. And so when Paul gets to Tyre, he actually finds Christians there. And so it actually says that he stayed there for seven days in Tyre, probably getting to know the Christians there, getting to know the church. And he was probably very encouraged, you know, seeing that Tyre had Christians in that city, even though Paul potentially had never gone there before. And during these seven days, it actually says that a prophet told Paul through the spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. Then after that, it mentions that Paul prayed with some disciples, including children and women over on the beach. It says they knelt down on the beach and prayed and then said goodbye to each other. Then they went aboard the ship and sailed from Tyre to Ptolemus. Then after that, they find some disciples in Ptolemus. It says, we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. And then on the next day, we departed and came to Caesarea. So then once they're now finally in Caesarea, Paul stays at the house of a familiar face that we haven't heard about in a while. It was Philip the Evangelist. Do you guys remember Philip? Philip the Evangelist was the guy who actually went out and started a church in Samaria, like at the very, very beginning of everything. He started a church in Samaria. He was one of the first disciples to go out into the world and preach the gospel to everybody, not just to Jews. And then on top of that, he actually went out into the desert, found the Ethiopian officer or eunuch and preached the gospel to this, this Ethiopian who ended up getting saved. Then Philip just like disappeared after that. But here he is now and we get a little bit more insight into his life. It says that this man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. So Philip called the evangelist because of the amazing evangelist work that he had done for the early church. He also has four daughters who were saved and who were effective prophets. But that's really all we know about these daughters. And it is interesting here because it says in verse 10 that even though Paul and his companions were staying with Philip and also with these daughters who were able to prophesy, it says that this other prophet named Agabus came down from Judea specifically to prophesy to Paul. And so what this guy does is he takes Paul's belt and he binds his hands and his feet with Paul's belt. So I imagine he's sitting on the ground with his hands basically tied to his feet. And then he says these words. 
The Holy Spirit says, so the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and will deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Everybody hears this prophecy in the house and then they begin to beg Paul not to go to Jerusalem. It says, we and the people of that place begged Paul not to go up to Jerusalem in verse 13. But Paul answers, what are you doing weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be persuaded, we stopped crying, saying the Lord's will be done. So they realized that their tears and their begging was not going to get anywhere with Paul. He was absolutely determined to go to Jerusalem, even if he knew he was going to die. So this begs the question, was Paul wrong to go to Jerusalem when the Holy Spirit was specifically saying not to go to Jerusalem? Well, in order to answer that question, we have to go back to Acts chapter 19 and also Acts 20. So I'm back at Acts 19 right now, and I'm going to read verse 21 here. And this is out of the AMP. It says, after these events, Paul determined in the spirit that he would travel through Macedonia and Achaia, most of the Greek mainland, and go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome and preach the good news of salvation. And then if you go to Acts 20 and read verses 22 and 23, it says, and now compelled by the spirit and obligated by my convictions, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit solemnly and emphatically affirms me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me. So Paul knew, he absolutely knew, and he knew for a very long time, probably months, that something bad was going to happen to him in Jerusalem if he went to Jerusalem. And in both verses that I just read to you, from Acts 20 and Acts 19, it mentions that Paul was compelled by the Spirit to go. And the Spirit was capitalized, meaning that it was the Holy Spirit who compelled Paul to go to Jerusalem. So is this a contradiction? Because if the Holy Spirit was certainly compelling Paul to go to Jerusalem, but yet here in Acts chapter 21, the spirit is also warning Paul not to go to Jerusalem because of the trials and persecutions that are going to happen to him. Is that a contradiction? Well, we know that scripture is always true. And knowing that here is how we can make sense of this. The first way is that Paul certainly was compelled to go to Jerusalem by the Holy Spirit. And that's very clear in scripture that he was. He was compelled to go. The spirit was asking Paul to go. But the Spirit was also warning Paul of all of these troubles that would happen to him. And Paul knew about this. Like I said, this was months and months and months in the making. And Paul was getting prophecies left and right about the troubles he was going to face in Jerusalem. So Paul knew about all this. And those prophecies were certainly from the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit was preparing Paul for what was about to happen in Jerusalem. And so when people are begging Paul not to go to Jerusalem, they're misinterpreting what the Holy Spirit is saying to Paul. But Paul understands what the Holy Spirit really wants him to do, to go to Jerusalem, to prepare him for what's about to happen, and also to potentially face death and persecutions in Jerusalem. So that's the first way we can make sense of it. The second opposite way is that Paul was wrong to go to Jerusalem. 
because it's very possible that, yes, the Holy Spirit was compelling Paul, certainly, to go to Jerusalem, but not at this time. Kind of similarly to earlier in the book of Acts, we see that Paul really wanted to go to Asia, and yet the Holy Spirit was blocking Paul from going to Asia in order for Paul to go over to Greece first. Now, of course, Paul was not wrong to want to go to Asia because he eventually did. And when he went to Asia, you know, Ephesus, he built a huge church there. But for some reason, the spirit wanted Paul to go to Greece first, even though Paul was determined to go to Asia. So it's very possible that, yes, the spirit was compelling Paul to go to Jerusalem, but it just wasn't the right time yet. And so Paul was being almost stubborn in believing that he had to go to Jerusalem for Pentecost, even though that could have been the wrong time for Paul to go to Jerusalem. Maybe he should have gone at a later date or an earlier date or who knows. But Paul's conviction to go to Jerusalem was not wrong. Just the timing was incorrect. And the Holy Spirit was trying to warn Paul not to go to Jerusalem at this exact moment. So that's the second way we can make sense of it. And then the third way we can make sense of it is that this was a test for Paul. God does not tempt us, but he will test our faith from time to time. So maybe God was testing Paul to see where his faith was or what Paul would do in this moment. Now, there's one last way we can make sense of this. Okay. (laughs) It could be that the spirit just left the choice up to Paul, warned Paul what would happen, compelled Paul to go and gave the choice to Paul saying, Paul, it's up to you. If you want to go to Jerusalem, great. If you don't want to go to Jerusalem and don't want to experience that suffering, then don't go. And then you guys might be like, well, Jen, if the spirit left it up to Paul, why in the world would Paul ever choose to go to Jerusalem if he knew sufferings were going to be there? Like, why would he ever go? Well, if you go back to Acts chapter 20 and read verse 22, it says, and Paul's speaking here, and now compelled by the spirit and obligated by my convictions, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit solemnly and emphatically affirms to me in city after city that imprisonment and suffering await me. So Paul had these obligations that he felt within himself that he had to fulfill by going to Jerusalem. And then also, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, it mentions in verse 35, when it talks about the faith of all these people, you know, it says there were others who were tortured, refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. So there has actually been Christians out there who have been tortured. And when they get the chance to escape, they actually choose not to escape because they almost glory in their sufferings, knowing that it's making them more like Christ and knowing that their reward is going to be better in the end. And so they refuse to be released from their tortures, even though they have the chance to be released from those tortures. So Paul, it's very possible, just had this conviction and this urge to go to Jerusalem and knew that if he went, he would still be able to experience glory in the end, even though he had to suffer all of these persecutions. Like Paul was playing the long game, okay? Not just the short-term game. Now, of course, I always give my opinion, (laughs) I have to. I can't not give my opinion on this podcast. Personally, 
I think that it's either option two or four. I think either the spirit was telling Paul, it's not the right time to go yet, but I want you to go eventually. Or the spirit was giving Paul the choice and Paul being a very uh, convicted man just decided to go. Believing that God would take care of him regardless of what happened to him. Because don't forget in Acts 19, when Paul first felt compelled to go to Jerusalem, he also felt compelled to go to Rome. And so whether or not Paul was going to die in Jerusalem, he didn't know. But maybe, just maybe, he'd go and see Rome as well. Him being convicted and imprisoned would give him even more opportunity to talk to Roman officials and to share Jesus with people who were imprisoning him, even though Paul knew it wasn't going to be a fun lifestyle. Perhaps Paul was looking ahead to the future, thinking that just maybe he might be able to stand even in front of Caesar to present a case for Christianity to the most powerful person in the ancient world. Faithful listeners, I will see you all on the next episode, which happens to be tomorrow. And we're going to be in 1 Samuel chapter 14 tomorrow and talking more about Jonathan and King Saul in the Old Testament. So I hope to see you guys over there. In the meantime, don't forget to check out the new interview I have up on the YouTube channel. I'm going to link it in the description of this episode so you can easily navigate over there the second this episode is done and get even more content from P40 Ministries. And also the interview is very good as well. I highly recommend everybody to watch it. If you are struggling in your faith, if you experience daily pain or sickness and you don't know where God is in all of that, or honestly, if you're a man as well, I think it's a very good interview specifically for men, but anybody can gain from this particular interview. Faithful listeners, I hope to see you guys all tomorrow, but have a wonderful rest of your night. Happy listening and God bless.